1: halloween edition
0: (laughs) man you like october just because that's the one time you can do that and sometimes like it be
1: relevant (laughs) yeah i mean i do it all the time but this time of year it's relevant (laughs) yeah so this is our last episode before halloween and what are we smoking we're gonna go big today what are we smoking
0: (laughs) we we definitely went big um so we are smoking the CAO sixty torque. Now the name is very misleading. Well, I, I guess maybe not because it's an eight by sixty.
1: Yeah. So it's a big bastard. <laughs> I mean, it's not like something like something like. I mean, we've had seven seventies. Like we smoke the Diablo, like El Diablo mostly, and that's a seven seventy. But. Sixty ring gauge at eight inches. Like even like, you know, your standard uh uh but a Churchill size cigar is like seven by fifty two. So when you go eight, but then you also go bigger ring gauge, I mean this is a massive bastard.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is uh not a cigar for the faint of heart. I mean so, I mean but is I got it about a... the
1: size of the digger, or is the digger bigger? Um I I think it's about the size of it. I mean, I know the Digger's blacker, but... (laughs) But yeah, this is a a big old cigar. It's a a limited edition, and they've not released how many cigars they're actually going to releasing. But also kind of sticking with the... Kind of like the Flathead and Steel Horse uh, Hot Rod Aesthetic. These come in, like, boxes of eight that aren't really a box. It looks like an old-style, like, metal oil can. (laughs)
0: But, I mean, you know, that definitely keeps with the gearhead branding.
1: And, you know, I mean... And if you pick one of these up, the whole top of the can comes off. Don't try to unscrew the cap. That'll confuse the shit out of you. <laughs> I was like, how do you get the cigars out of here? I'm like, "I'm like trying to, like, twist the cap. I'm like, no, you just, like, pull. Like, the whole top of the can comes off. I'm like, ah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, otherwise <laughs>
0: you'd be trying to turn the can, just banging the cigars it around, shit. damaging
1: wrappers and
0: whatnot. <laughs> I gotta say, dude, like... The construction on this is phenomenal. I, I, I mean, there's there's hardly a vein to be seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never had a bad Cao cigar. They make some uh, make some good stuff. I mean, we had Master Blender uh, Rick Rodriguez on a I don't know a couple years ago now, but this is kind of another one of his uh, his creation. And he says it's the cigar equivalent of revving the engine of a classic muscle car. It's bold. It demands attention. And when you light up a torque, you're in for a great ride. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> you know, we got to answer the question that's on everybody's mind. Well, what's under the hood? Oh, nice. Well, this uh, cigar is wrapped with a Honduran habano wrapper, with Nicaraguan habano binder, and fillers from Nicaragua.
1: Yeah, and like it's, and also if you're a podcaster out there this is probably the most dangerous cigar to smoke while trying to record because it's so damn long that it hits like the pop filter on my microphone like we i have to like consciously you know lean back to take a puff or keep the cigar like pointed to the side because i've already hit my my microphone twice i'm gonna burn this bitch down before we're we're done with this episode
0: (laughs) i mean which might be fitting um i guess uh, what are your initial thoughts right off the bat? I know you've had this cigar before. This is my first time having it, so. It's,
1: it's definitely got some, some strength on kind of le- the level of, like, the flathead, uh, off. You know, I'm, I'm not one where my palate can go, oh, I taste this, this, and, and this. So, I'm not, yeah. You know, like I said, my, my palate's a little duller, around right? I'm just like, I know I like it, and I know if it's strong or not, but as far as, like, coming up with individual flavors, it's not as, uh easy for me so
0: my thoughts are um i'm getting notes of cedar leather and just a a mild touch of spice
1: um yeah you got a little bit of that that woodiness to it that uh, which but... is
0: kind of weird that it comes out of a tin can yet it tastes like <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's not what you expect
1: yeah it's it's I'm definitely getting a wood, but it's not like a like an oaky bourbony. It doesn't have that sweetness to no,
0: it. No, it's definitely more of a, a a cedar, you know? I mean uh the so far I mean it's gonna take me a long time to get, you know, in, in, into the uh <laughs> yeah. the Maybe. guts of this cigar, <laughs> but
1: you know We may not be able to talk about the finish. We not be able to talk about the midpoint one by the time we get to the end of the episode, because the last one of these I smoked was about two fifteen Ish, <laughs> Which
0: happens to be longer than the movie that we're discussing this week. <laughs> yes, and since Ah, uh, which is a good thing that movie did not track <laughs> out for two hours and 15
1: minutes. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, since it is Halloween, we're talking about the newest Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. And if you're going to have to... Fight uh, Michael Myers. You should probably call in the Strike Force. StrikeForceEnergy.com. dot com. Use your promo code and cigar nerds for twenty percent off your order. Get all caffeinated before you do battle with the undead or super strong. Not you know, Dude, insane I, guys.
0: I like the the old or OG. You know, just call it the shape.
1: The shape of you. I remember that song.
0: Oh God. <laughs> This has already turned horrible.
1: <laughs> well, spoiler alert, so did the movie.
0: <laughs> now there's no hook for people to listen to the rest of the episode.
1: Uh, nah, it's 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 not I will say before you know it, it's not as good as the first Halloween for twenty eighteen, but it has some good stuff and some bad stuff. I mean it's worth I was entertained by it, but it didn't make I, it wasn't as good as the the last one we talked about. When we talked about the first twenty eighteen Halloween, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Ch-ch-ch. Podcast. Here we are. Are Old we in Eve. Yes. Well, I mean, we're not far from Haddonfield, because uh, it was all filmed in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, so we could probably be in Haddonfield in about four hours. <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah, they have shapes up there.
0: <laughs> I don't, Big I, shapes, little shapes. I, I, little I just shapes. don't want to be in a car ride with you for four hours, because... I don't even know. Is that
1: Ed Sheridan or
0: something? That... <laughs> Fuck, I don't
1: know. I just haven't heard the title, but yeah, I think
0: it is Ed Sheridan. <laughs> I don't... Because <laughs> oh. I know that'll turn into a four-hour repeat just to torture ourselves. and <laughs> We don't need that kind of negativity in our life, or positivity, or whatever.
1: Uh, so, yes, uh, if you'll remember oh, a couple years ago, we did an episode about the... John Carpenter's new Halloween uh, in 2018, uh, and they finally released a sequel to it, which directed by David Gordon Green uh, and written by Green and Danny McBride and Scott Teams. You is, could
0: definitely tell that John Carpenter <laughs> did not want any part of this. Really,
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I think he still credited as like but creating EP, but... the characters. I mean, he definitely had more, I guess, uh, connection with the last one, but yeah, this one just was not as good as as the <laughs> the the last one.
0: Okay, so I mean, I, I I feel like you know we're just shitting all over this, and I, I will say that a positive for me is. Definitely up the kill count in this film. Like, I, I think Michael Myers may have taken out, you know, more people in this film than the franchise history up to this point.
1: Yeah, I think when we were talking about, like, uh, you yeah, know, Michael's definitely the second uh, place uh, non-verbal dude in a mask in horror because Jason's body count is just through the roof. But, yeah, he stacked some bodies in this movie. And the the kills were, like, innovative. It wasn't just, like, him just stabby, stabby, stabby. I mean, he was just fucking... I mean, apparently Michael Myers is now a ninja because he takes on, like, 15 dudes with axes and kills everyone.
0: (laughs) Not to mention the uh, fucking, you know, metal cutter
1: saw thing. Yes! (laughs) Uh, Now, if you remember the last Halloween uh, movie from 2018, this one is a direct sequel and literally picks up exactly where the first movie ended. And I heard when they were originally pitching this movie, they planned to pitch it as two movies just shot simultaneously. But then they decided, oh, no, let's just do the first one and see how the reaction is before we do the second one, which may have been a mistake because then they went, well, we're just going to do a trilogy. And that's, like I said, we're going to get into specifics of what we didn't... We're going to try to hit you with the positive up first before we start talking about the problems, but... No, we've already talked about problems. <laughs> so we didn't do that. Uh, so we're going to get back... but yeah, this <laughs> We're going to backtrack. This movie probably have, would have been better if it had been shot as a double feature, not as a trilogy. Because I think they should have ended this movie and they left it open. And I'm like, why? Like, it, the ending would have been cool. Why did you have to set up a third movie? Because this is just kind of... A waste of time at this point.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, unfortunately, you know, we talked about how you do a slasher film in, you know, modern days with technology and cell phones and everything. My problem is, is everybody forgot to use it. (laughs) Like, I mean, you see a police officer down and the guy's on a cell phone like, calling, but then he runs over to the body and just starts screaming for help. <laughs> like, okay. um, That makes a lot
1: of sense. <laughs> but, I mean, the reveal of Mikey Sur- Alright, so, as I started to say, the first movie ended with Jamie Lee Curtis, her daughter and granddaughter, locking Mikey in the basement of a house and just setting that motherfucker on fire. Yeah, but they did that in, like, the second film, and look how that <laughs> played out. So fire department shows up to put out the fire instead of letting it burn to the ground. And lo and behold, one of them falls through the floor into the basement and Mike's hiding in the gun closet. to like, try to not burn to death and ends up, you know, killing a fucking, uh, fireman with a halogen tool. And the other one's like reaching down. Hey buddy, I'll get you out of there. Give me your hand. And then he like fucking grabs him. And next thing he comes out, like, you know, all big as shit with like the freaking halogen pry tool and like there's like fifteen firefighters, no cops. I've never been to a fire scene where there wasn't like cops, but yeah, there's fifteen firefighters, like all with axes. One with a freaking like big ass uh, like car they cut a uh, saw they cut cars in half with like concrete looking saw, and they're all like, all right, let's do this, and fucking Mike like slaughters them all. <laughs> he is like a goddamn ninja. <laughs> Yeah, I... Even the dude with the fucking big-ass, like, you know, concrete saw, he just, like, turns that thing back on him and is like, all right, this is how we're starting this movie? All right, we're this is getting bloody as shit right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, you know...
0: I don't know. You know, when it comes to the Halloween franchise, I mean, this this franchise is without a doubt an identity crisis within itself. I mean, you know, we've already talked about the originals, but I mean, we've we've gone through everything of immediate family to extended family to incestuous family, <laughs> like,
1: uh, <laughs> and admittedly, I mean,
0: at this point, does season of the witch become relative? And you know. <laughs> Oh, it's it's
1: all just part of the kind of it uh, kind of does because you know Mike has a uh, a penance for the theatrical. He likes to pose his bodies for shock and awe, and at one point he kills a bunch of people and then hangs Halloween masks on him. So it's almost like a shout out to season of the witch.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but then we have the the tribal elements too of the franchise, where you know. Once every blah 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 years you know a, a spirit surfaces, and it just so happens to be that it's michael myers and <laughs> and then we've you know uh forgot that that ever happened and
1: <laughs> well if you uh are not familiar with the the last new movie, basically the first nineteen seventy eight Halloween happened, and then mike got. Arrested at the end of it, and has spent the last forty years in an insane asylum. So, none of the other movies you've seen, even the one with Buster Rhymes or the uh, the uh, Rob uh, Rob Zombie, <laughs> the Zombie uh, reboots, none of that stuff happens. This, the last Halloween movie that came out in twenty eighteen, was a direct sequel to the original, and none of the other events of any of the other Halloween supposedly happened. But they did try to do something kind of interesting in this movie is where I mean the last movie is all about bringing Jamie Lee Curtis back and she's like fucking tactical granny and has been like PTSD'd and training for this night for the last 40 years well they brought also brought back all these survivors of the original Halloween and they brought that element in where I mean I I will say that that's probably a highlight is seeing and two of them was actually the people from the movie they didn't CGI anybody which I appreciated well Um, the Donald Pleasant, kind of. <laughs> they did show uh, briefly, uh, uh, whatever, Doctor Loomis in some like seventy-eight flashbacks. That yeah. You know, oh, I thought those were like clips from previous films. I think I something. think it was done with like archival footage. Uh, made to you know. It's not out.
0: like Loomis is all throughout
1: the you know um, movie, and it's like no, no. <laughs> yeah, because the original movie ended with him shooting Michael a bunch. And in the second original movie, they were were (laughs) taking him to the hospital and he rose up and continued fighting. But in this reality, they kind of showed what happened after Dr. Loomis shot him and he goes missing because the movie ends with Loomis shooting him, him falling out a window. And then they look out the window and he's gone. Well, in this reality, the cops chased him around town, tracked him back to his old original house where he, caught one of the cops and one of the other cops like fucking accidentally shoots his partner trying to get him well when he runs out like all the cops are out there and he just surrenders and they take him off to the insane asylum uh, but yeah it I mean the two ladies in the movie uh, were at the actual original actors from 1978 one was the uh, Dr. Loomis's assistant who survived and one of the two kids that were being babysit by Laurie strobe in the original, but then the other two characters, which was the boy that was being a Tommy that was being, uh, babysat and another, uh, whatever, um, I can't remember his name now that had an encounter with Mike on the street when he was running away. Those were replaced by new actors. Those weren't the original actors, but, uh, but yeah, the, the two girls were, you know, from the original film, which was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Anthony
1: Michael Hall plays the the grown up version of uh Tommy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: This was and Robert Longstreet as Lonnie. For
0: modern times and as uh well prepared as uh Jamie Lee Curtis's uh character was, like all of a sudden we went straight Salem witch trial with pitchforks and stuff. <clears throat> That's what was weird to me was
1: yeah, the you whole know, town is like, we've had enough of Michael's shit. Like, we're gonna put but together But you didn't do anything that... <laughs> no, they just accidentally kill, like, some other crazy guy that happened to bust out of the hospital at the same time, and this went all full, like, psycho mob.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I very much see that, uh, just
1: like Season of the Witch, this is how the witch trials play out. <laughs> yeah, and even Jamie Lee is like, Michael's turning us into the monsters. Y'all have got to, like, get your shit together. <laughs> So, as badass as the first new movie was, with Jamie Lee Curtis being badass tactical grandma, she was literally in the hospital this entire film, because she got oh, yeah. stabbed in the gut last movie, and this takes place the next day, or, well, not the next day, like, five minutes later, this movie starts. So, yeah, she does nothing except kind of lay in a hospital and talk about the past with, uh 'cause because, uh, the... The sheriff that uh, got stabbed in the neck in the last movie, he survived. So they're in the hospital together talking about old times. And he, he tells her, he's like, no, this isn't... Because she's like, this is my fault. Like, Michael's coming for me, and everyone else is getting in the way. And he's like, no, no, this is my fault. Because
0: I had a chance to I end stopped
1: it. them from killing him. Because I was like, there's been enough death. But I that was a mistake. I should have let Dr. Loomis fucking finish him off. And uh, we wouldn't be dealing with this That's shit now. That's the
0: thing is... Can he be
1: finished off? Because like, he got fucked up in this movie and still got up like nothing. I mean, he's not like Mike uh whatever Jason where we know he's a at a certain point in the movies he became a paranormal entity. Where see, I
0: and I kinda felt like Michael's just
1: fucking got that uh, you know strength. <laughs>
0: well, I I I feel like they went that direction with this film. And, you know, like Well, just
1: making him so much more larger than life. Well, let's theoretically say, because he's, we know he's, you know, basically Sam Hain. <laughs> a psychopath. But if he's like, I've seen people that like literally that have some kind of mental issue like that do not feel pain like a normal person was. So unless you legit kill him, stabbing him a bunch of times just does not. He shakes that shit off. Yeah, he, he feels no pain. Or at least that's what it looks like in the movie, the way he acts when he gets fucking stabbed and beaten and shot a couple times and just kind of shakes it off. Like, I'm to rub does, some dirt on that. I, You know, I feel
0: like, I guess in the Halloween universe, nobody's seen a zombie movie ever. You know, headshots <laughs> and double taps are very effective. Confirming your kill is also effective. Like, I don't understand, like... Oh, he's got a knife in him. Okay, he's done. Everybody turn your backs. Walk away now. Oh he's not
1: done. (laughs) Like Oh (laughs) Yeah, and it's like no one can shoot in this movie either. Like you see the cop that accidentally shoots his partner in the seventies, and then he starts trying to shoot him as Michael's walking out of the house. He's not even running, and this dude is just missing everywhere. And then later on you get when they decide to like have
0: you ever tried to shoot a shape
1: that shifts? (laughs)
0: Later on when uh teleports.
1: I mean I'd laughed so hard at this death uh is uh later on when they decide to put together the posses and go looking for him uh there's a doctor and a nurse which the one dressed as a nurse is the doctor and the one dressed as the doctor is a nurse uh you know her her husband's a nurse uh with the two girls from the original movie are they're one See, of the that that was the other thing that I have an issue with
0: is the precursor to the slasher genre what's happening like there's no teenage you know promiscuous activities yeah, even going on in the on, last movie there was, there was like,
1: no there was no uh sex drugs i mean there was maybe some there was some drugs but a little drinking but yeah they would not it's like you know the horror movie somebody got get naked there's, yeah. no t- there's no titties in horror anymore at least not like you know modern what are you doing with the slasher genre people? well that's what that's what, why rob zombie does films. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i wonder if there's going to be titties in the uh the Munsters uh, <laughs> remake.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, he, you know, it's Rob Zombie. He has to put his wife in everything, and he loves to display his wife. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm um, sure there's going to be some backroom footage Is like, oh, this wasn't supposed to make it in. <laughs> it's going to be like the Disney clouds that, you know, spell out, you know, profanities
1: and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Mike attacks them in the car and the, I mean, kills the... uh the one lady uh, ends up killing the, the husband that dressed like a doctor. Well, the, the only person that escapes the car is the, the wife and comes back with like a desert Eagle. And, Cause she's like, your husband like got, has got the gun. She's like, give me that gun. You don't, you don't, if you ever even shot a gun, like I, I shot a gun before, let me carry the gun. And so she comes up, and starts popping off rounds at Mike, dismissing him completely. And he's like sitting in the driver's seat of the car, like looking like, are you really shooting at me? Because I can't tell. Because you're hitting everywhere but me, and then finally, like when she gets close enough, he kicks the door and she it knocks the gun. She ends up shooting herself in the face, and Mike's just looking at her like, "The fuck you doing, bitch?" <laughs> For a man who doesn't say anything, he says a lot in that moment. He just has he just looks over like, "Are you shooting at me?" Because I can't tell. I mean, that
0: was always the thing is you know like there was so much about his character that. You know, the communication style without verbalizing anything. You know, just the, you know, head tilts and the, you know, it's, it's almost like a puppy in a way. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm acknowledging you. Yeah, I don't care. I'm going on the attack. <laughs> Are you in my house? Did you make another uh, Strode? All right. Well,
1: you know. Oh. Uh, but yeah. What? That in the two, it was kind of weird because... This was originally intended to be shot back to back, but it ended up getting shot like four years later. So the girl who was supposed to be like the teenage granddaughter in the first movie, even though this takes place the same day, looks so much older yeah. now. I was like, she looks like as old as Judy Greer earlier. I mean, she's like, you you look like a grown ass woman at this point. You do yeah. not look like the teenager you were five minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was some of that. And then too just, I oftentimes, I felt like I was watching a series of skits versus a hour and something long movie. You know where I, you know, I mean that was yeah, one right. of the. It was, it was
1: very incongruous. Like, you
0: know, I mean, I get it. You know, that's one of the things that John Carpenter did so well was, you know, focusing on that one character to immediately, you know, flash over to the other character. But this, like. I don't know if it was just what it was, but it it just felt like all of this stuff is copied and pasted together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it felt like we got an idea for two movies, but now they told us we got to make three. (laughs) (laughs) So. But I mean, even as.
0: Even as a second movie, though, without you know all of the stuff trying to you know open the door for a third film like it still just feels like a completely different film than 2018 altogether
1: yeah, you know if 2018 could have been it like it had a beginning middle and end and like it if they didn't decide to let him escape the fiery death that could would have been a good conclusion of the story, and even you, know... all right, this one uh, well I don't know we'll we'll get to how it ends uh, a little bit later and talk about some other stuff first, but i gotta I gotta they could have ended this one and not done a third movie, but they didn't, and <laughs> just I'm like, is there enough story to keep this going <laughs> at this point, like yeah well, know,
0: I mean, I think there's always enough story to keep it going, right, I mean. Oh, it was, I mean, dude, we had 40 years, uh, you know, between timelines, uh, between then and now, and then we tried to, make then now, and I, I don't know, Barry fucked up the timeline.
1: <laughs> yeah, damn it, Barry. Uh, but I did, <laughs> you're just talking about skits and how, like, there's so much incongruous things, and In all the movies, like, the original Loomis Howe I not Loomis, um, uh, Myers house where Michael grew up has always been like, that's the thing he's going to go back to. And it's always like this abandoned and crappy house that is like, Oh, that's, that's the, that's the Myers house. We don't go there, but no, in this reality, someone bought the house and restored it and is like living in it. And it's like these two gay guys, uh, big John and little John, which their characters were fucking hilarious. Oh yes. Uh, like at one point, like the local kids are like fucking pranking them and shit. And, uh, and he, and they're like do you know whose house it is? this is you know gives them the whole michael myers like story he's like he's going to come and get you and, then, and like the one dude's like all like full on halloween dressed like a pirate and the other dude's like smoking weed up in the up in the lounge listening to like <coughs> old like big band halloween songs and shit but when fucking michael myers comes in their house <laughs> and they're like he's like big john there's there's somebody in our house and it's not not kids it's it's a, it's an adult And he's like oh fuck no and it starts taking all his jewelry off and shit it looks like you know when you see a girl going to get into a fight and he's like starts taking all his jewelry off and it's like and pulls out this like itty bitty like pair of knife he's like we're gonna get this I got this <laughs> knife
0: and the other dude grabs uh the like, big a normal a size <laughs> yeah. bitch, and he's like I got this knife
1: it's like <laughs> uh, but when Michael kills bro him, you got a letter opener kills them both like he does you know, like at least like poses them together in like a nice loving embrace i mean since, you know <laughs> he's like i had to kill you cuz you were in my house but yeah you know, we cool guys you know, you know i'll put you all in the lounge and put on some music for you <laughs> but yeah those two guys were like were were freaking great i I, I, lo- I loved those characters but yeah like you said it felt like a skit within the movie it, did, it didn't didn't feel like it fit into like the plot at all. But like I said, it was, it was kind of a cool sequence of the film. And the, after he kills all the firemen, he goes to like Lori's neighbor's house is like the first place he stops. And is like in like this old couple's bathroom. And, uh, yeah, the old couple was funny. When he comes in and like freaking you know, pulls the, the one dude out, fucks him up and goes in and the wife like pulls out like a big ass knife. And he's like, Oh, I need a ranged weapon. Let me grab this, like, freaking uh, light bulb and then stab you from across the room with this light bulb. But then, when he drags the husband back in and, like, throws him up on the island, uh, kitchen island, and it starts pulling out knives and stabbing him, I was like, I was there with the man. And she's like, What the fuck is he doing? The guy's already dead. I'm like, No, no, no. He's trying to find the best knife. He's testing each knife in this house to see which one he wants to like use as his like you know signature uh, kitchen knife. He's like literally like Ch-. nope, don't like that one. Stab, nope, don't like that one. All right, yeah, this is a good one. I'm gonna keep this knife. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of
0: you know that 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 sort of took me out of the moment with the film. And I you know I, at first I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, this is a throwback to you know, the original Halloweens where he goes into the old couple's house and, you know, ends up uh, taking a, uh, you know, the butcher knife off the counter. And, you know, this, I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm like, he's just now it's, th- like,
0: <laughs> like, it's a cartoon. Like, it, it became comedic, and I'm yeah, like...
1: There were so many deaths in this movie that were not horrific. They were funny. Yeah. I mean, I was like, this, it definitely had some, like, I don't know if intentional or not. I mean, hell, Danny McBride is one of the freaking writers, but became like, like you said, comedic. I'm like, it was like, it just kind of took me out. Like, if I could, uh, I, was like, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's that's nasty, but ah, that's fucking funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, there were just certain things that I I, I don't know. It was just. Just didn't sit right, didn't have the, the same the same feel. And I mean, you know, the Halloween series has always had, you know, its bout of different directors and everything else, right? I mean, that's why it's the cluster that we know it to be and
1: why we can love it for what it is, but... I did like when the uh, the two ladies from the originals drive around looking for them and they see these kids, and it's the same, like, dirtbag kids that prank the, the gay couple... Uh, eating candy in the park. And she runs up to him. She's like, what are y'all doing? And she's like, it's Halloween. We're sitting here eating candy lady. He's like, have you seen anybody walking around? And he's like, yeah, there's some dude in a freaking mask. He's trying to play peekaboo with us. And he's like over there, some fucking pervert. And he's like, he's over there behind that tree. And she's like, get the fuck out of there. And he's like, he's like holding their friends, like severed head, or at least his like bloody mask. You never see the, the kid uh, get killed, but he's you know, got it, got the dude's mask and it's all bloody as shit. So you can assume but then he, like, goes after the people in the car, and, like, Homegirl, like, grabs, like, the candy bag and starts putting bricks in it. Like, Amanda's like, what the hell is she doing? I'm like, oh, this is Improvised Weaponry 101. She's about to fuck somebody out. <laughs> I've made a, frail, a flail. <laughs> yeah, it just goes up and starts trying to beat him with a pillowcase full of bricks. I'm like, all right, that's, she ain't going down without a fight. I'm mean, that, that's, all right, that's, yeah, pretty inventive. You know, most horror movies, you never see people fight back with any kind of effectiveness, but I'm like, sack full of bricks, I like it. Points, lady. And she didn't die, too, so, I mean, I guess it, uh, I mean, she had to run and hide, Uh, but, you know, she didn't die like everybody else. I think she's like the one survivor of this movie, because pretty much anyone except Jamie Lee Curtis and the granddaughter, like, got murked. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll...
0: I'll say that, you know... uh, one thing this did do was outside of the dog um that they found in the house everybody you know actually put
1: up a fight like there wasn't just which remind that that was like a direct reference to 78 cuz yes. cuz I had to go back and like kind of re- at least like look at the original cuz it's been so long since I've seen the original it was like before he took out Uh, The sheriff's daughter, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's friend that was also babysitting some kids, he ended up killing their dog that uh, was barking at him. So when the cops go to search, like, his house after he's, uh, you know, shot by Loomis and fled uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's house, they're like, hey, dude, there's a dead dog in here. I'm like, oh, that's the fucking neighbor's dog he killed. (laughs) Yeah. Took it home with him. know. Keep it a snack. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he took his dead dog back to his house. <laughs> Maybe he's going to make him a zombie pet. Which is kind of weird, because
0: you don't ever actually see him, like... It's not like Leatherface, where, you know, oh, these are my trophies, and I'm going to put them on display. Like, you know, I mean... You
1: know, Michael, like, he just... He's like just like a, I don't know, like a like a mindless predator, nearly. He just kills anything that gets in his path. He's pure evil, I say. Yeah, as, as Doctor Loomis has been <laughs> preaching since the beginning. Uh, yeah, I was like so disappointed that Jamie Lee Curtis did not. Because like even in the trailer, you see in the trailer her like, "I'm gonna pull his mask off and watch the light leave his eyes." That quote is not even in the film. No. And like said, she she tries to get out of the hospital bed and like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go kick his ass." And then immediately, like, gets, like, knocked over by the the crazy mob chasing the other crazy person through the hospital and pulls all their stitches. And just, they put her back in the fucking hospital bed. And, like I said, pretty much she does not leave the hospital for the duration of this movie.
0: <laughs> She's like, guys, I'm willing to do another movie. I am not putting in all that effort again.
1: <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm going to give you effort for two movies. So if you are going to do three, you're going to have to wait for my fight scene in the final movie because I, I need to rest. I need to get my Activia and lay in a bed while you film this movie and next movie I'll, I'll, I'll shoot some guns and stuff. But yeah, this movie I- I'm old. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do like with they cause they're, I mean, but at this point bodies are stacking up in the hospital. So the, the cop that uh, got stabbed in the neck, that's her, that was there in the seventies, uh, ends up getting put in the same room with her. And she's like, you know, Hawkins, like, are, are you are you alive? Do you remember? Do you remember, uh, you remember you know, when we used to hang out and shit? And he's like, "Are you still crazy?" <laughs> he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's funny." It's like two old friends talking shit in the hospital. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, it's a fucking hospital, bro. What else are you gonna do <laughs> yeah, in there? Like,
1: you still breathing? Yeah, you still fucking crazy?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Whole lynch mob thing just did not make sense to
1: me. Like, evil dies tonight. Yeah, evil dies tonight. Yeah, it's like I said, everybody's got kind of caught up in the mob mentality and goes and
0: yeah. But I mean, even the police and stuff. Like, you not calling in reinforcements? You not, you know, like I mean, hey, like the... we're we're in this group, but we're gonna split up to go after them. <laughs> uh... Yeah, he keeps taking out groups of us at a time. We probably should not get into smaller
1: groups. And I do like, too, when they...
0: I think strength in numbers or something comes to mind. Kind
1: of the start off of the 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 lynch mob at the hospital. They even brought back uh, the original sheriff, uh, Beckett I think is his name, from the 1978 movie whose daughter got was one of the victims. He's now, like, reti- semi-retired. He's, like, no longer sheriff, but he's, like head of the like, security guard at the hospital. <laughs> so it's like, oh, shit, even got you know, his ass back in this movie. It's like, it's like yeah, let's bring all, you know, bringing Jamie Lee Curtis Associates as well. Let's bring everybody back. And then we're going to kill all of them. <laughs> Did we see his death on screen, though? Well, I know he gets cut. I don't know if he dies. Because, you know, they eventually... After the first failed... I mean, at
0: this point, if you don't see a corpse, I'm 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 having a hard time, like, ruling, hey, this person's
1: dead. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... After the first kind of failed, like, mob thing, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, telling her daughters, like, you know, we have to end this. Like, uh, if you're not going to let me get out of the hospital, you need to go kill this motherfucker. And her granddaughter apparently, like, went off with one of the groups to try to... And they figure out, oh... He's not looking for, he's not heading to the hospital. He's not going after uh granny. He's trying to get back to his house and like everyone he's killed. has kind of been in a straight line to his house. So let's go there. And with, uh, you know, Lonnie, who was one of the original characters and his son, her. And of course, Lonnie goes like, all right, I'm going in by myself. You kids stay out here and I'm going to die in five seconds. And then, of course, her and the boyfriend goes in. She gets killed, too. Or he gets killed, too. And you think they're going to kill her. Well, Judy Greer shows up and stabs him with a pitchfork and, like, takes his mask. And he's like, hey, you want your mask, motherfucker? Come chase me. wee And, like, you know, goes running off. So, of course, he follows him, and it's a trap. And pretty much, like, exactly like she did in the first movie, where she's, like, crying in the basement until he comes looking at her. And then she's like, ha, ah, I got you, motherfucker, and shoots him in the face. This time, it's like she's led him into an ambush of, like... And even the old sheriff's there and Tommy's there and he's like, sheriff's got his gun. And he's like, hey, Mike, it's Halloween. So every, we figure everyone deserves one good scare. And they just like beat the fuck out of him, stab him, shoot him a couple times. And it's like, that's where the movie should have ended. If they had like finally, ki- you know, the town raises up to defend uh, Lori and finally kill this motherfucker who has been killing everybody. Z- done. Two movies. That would have been a... Been a disappointing ending because Jamie Lee Curtis played no part in that, other than sitting at the hospital. But it would have been a an well. Ending. I think there would have been you
0: know closure just knowing that hey she wasn't just batshit crazy and you know would have reaffirmed what Loomis had you know been trying to say all along. Um, yeah, and even but like- then again,
1: I want to go a batshit crazier angle. <laughs> Well, even then, like, you know, and Judy Greer, like, you know, stabs him in the back and stuff like that. And then, like, he's just like, no, I'll go take care of your daughter. Like, we'll we'll fin- we'll fin deal with this. And as the sheriff's coming up to do, like, the crew cu- to tie finally put one in his brain. Oh, he pops back up, stabs the sheriff, kills Tommy, fucks up all the other, like, you know, gang that have been beating the shit out of him. And then, you know, Judy Greer sees none of this, goes to, like, check on her daughter who's got, like, a broke leg now and, like... It's so, like, hmm, I'm gonna go upstairs and, and look out the window and see if I can tell what Mike was looking at. And oh no, he survived and shows up and like now kills her too. So it's like Yeah, it's like the next movie is gonna be Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, on like, you know, swatted out going on a vengeance spree. But yeah, if they'd just finished him there it would have been a complete story. But I'm like, do we have a continue But then
0: again, like My problem with it is dude's been blown up, he's, he, you know, he's had bullets, he's done all of this, like, at no point do you see him, like, seeking medical attention, or, you know, patching himself up, so like, that to me indicates that there's some paranormal shit going on, like... Yeah,
1: they never actually say it, but, you know, yeah. what if he has been, like, possessed by a demon all these years? And, and, get, like, and super... this dude
0: can, you know, fucking traverse at a steady walk, more than... I mean, I get it, you know? Slow is smooth and smooth is fast, but damn! <laughs> like, this yeah. is a big dude always wearing, you know, fucking
1: boots and everything else. Like, he's not tromping through, you know, quietly. Like, well, And we know he can drive. We've seen him steal cars in previous movies. Like, even in the first movie, he stole, like, Dr. Loomis's car when he escaped the uh, insane asylum. But, like... Nah, I'm just any exercise. I've been in the hospital for the last forty years. I need to like get some get some reps in. I'm just gonna walk uh, all the way across Yeah, hey, I've town. seen
0: what staying in the hospital does to this bitch. I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I you know theories. So I get it, you know, Michael's a kid. He commits a heinous murder. Heinous but- murder? What? Oh, heinous, my bad. Heinous, yeah. Heinous <laughs> with a H. H. Um, the entire time that Loomis has had direct contact with him over the duration of what? This 18-year
1: period or whatever? Well, when we catch up with him in the first new movie, it's a different doctor. Loomis had passed away sometime in the past. So I don't know how long Loomis was treating him before this new... Doctor. Into his teenage years, yeah.
0: Um, the new doctor takes over. What if it's been ingrained that
1: Michael, you're just evil? What if he's evil because he's been told he's evil? Yeah, that was Loomis because opinion you you know became along.
0: a product of that environment.
1: Maybe because there's like fifteen years between the killing his first killing before the events of the 1978. So yeah, fifteen years of being told you're a psychopath was he always a psychopath or did they create a psychopath hmm <laughs> that's
0: just one of the things that was always and I'm like and let's let's talk about you know Laurie's character you know oh I want to kill him and she just happens to learn that he's being transported did she have a hand in breaking him out so that she could go on this epic hunt?
1: Well, like when they re- first released him to the hospital, she was like sitting there watching. You think she's just gonna like try to murk him before he gets out, and then she's like, "Nah, I'm gonna go have dinner with my my family." And then they just happen to wreck the bus, and <laughs> dude get out. I don't know. But it's like, but then again, it's like, yeah, spent uh, I mean, I think that forty this... years waiting for this fight. You know, it's like. I mean, I think that everyone this... thinks I'm crazy. If I, if I, if he gets out and comes back, and starts killing people again, then I'll finally have proof that I'm not crazy, and what I've been warning people about is like really going to happen.
0: Uh, you know, I'll say one of the interesting takes take away of this was who's the lesser of the two evils. You know, you have Michael who you know, has been labeled crazy, but now you have an entire town that's adopted that same mentality.
1: <laughs> that's that's the thing, too. Like, Jamie says when she's not, she's like, she's like, you know, this is what he wants. Michael's making, turning us into the monsters. Like, everyone's gotta, like, you know, cool your shit. <laughs> I don't
0: know. That was just, from a psychological standpoint, you know, just an an interesting takeaway that on a otherwise yeah pretty abysmal you know experience in my opinion uh with this film was like eh well there were a couple of things that at least made me go huh
1: what <laughs> if yeah i mean highlight wise i got to say the they definitely upped the level of kills. Like all the kills looked really cool and were kind of like new and just graphic with the exception of the Michael becoming a ninja and fighting off 15 firefighters with axes. Well, which I also kind didn't of ridiculous. like the fact
0: that, you know, once he's unmasked, you know, I mean, they don't directly show the face, but I'm like,
1: could have did without that. <laughs> But then again, like when he's unmasked and then he's surrounded by the the angry mob, it, I, I do like that moment where he picks the mask back up and puts it on and then looks around like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm like, "All right, it's kind of badass." <laughs> I've donned my cape. <laughs> let's do this, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. But yeah, if 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 that had been the ending, the town rises up and finally finishes off the boogeyman, I would have been cool with that ending. But do we really need a third movie? And what are they gonna do? Is this is this one gonna start five minutes after the last movie, like this one did, or are we gonna be like, uh, Mike went on his killing spree and decided to fuck off for a couple years, and and now he comes back? <laughs> you know what's the? I don't know where this goes from here, but they I guess they got to give yeah we we see Jamie Lee Curtis can't get out of her hospital bed, so it's like all right we're gonna have to do something and delay Mike for you know six months at least so Jamie Lee Curtis can heal enough to like have the final battle, <laughs> or do they fucking kill Jamie Lee Curtis in the first five minutes, and it's all about the granddaughter getting vengeance for her mother and grandmother and dad getting killed, and is she gonna be the new badass? She was kind of badass I mean she's like. Oh, y'all going to kill Michael Myers? Cool, I'm taking a shotgun. <laughs> I'm the only one here that, you know, might actually successfully shoot him because the rest of y'all motherfuckers in this town need some, like, you know, you know, tactical training because y'all can't shoot for shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. That was, uh... I did like when, uh, Tommy came to the hospital and she's he's like... You know, you protected me all those years ago. I'm only alive because you, you know, you saved me. So let me save you this time. I'm going to go find Mike for you. And even that conversation he has with, like, once he sees, like, the whole getting together an angry mob thing's not probably the best, Uh, you know, riling the town up into a frenzy is probably not the best course of action. And, you know, he's talking to the daughter outside the hospital, and she's like, he's like, you see what you did? You got an innocent man killed. And she's like, ah, fuck it. None of us are innocent at this point. He's, he's like, and you're right, we do need to end this. He's like, well, what do you need? I'll help you anyway. She's like, well, I need a car. He's like, I got a car. Let's go kill him, motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, when when Michael, like, came back to life and started beating up the mob, like, the sheriff did get caught, cut because he's about to shoot him, and Mike rolls over and freaking stabs him with the knife that's, like, stuck in his back, but technically didn't see him die. We, you know, Tommy got, you know, gut Wait, stabbed. does that mean they're
0: friends? Because wasn't there that song that, you know, true friends will stab you in the front?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we be friends? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because the next movie, and we're not going to have to wait as long as we did for this sequel, because they're already filming the new one, and it's supposed to be released Halloween of next year, so we're only going to have to wait a year to see how this concludes.
0: Uh, I think that depends on what happens with this here virus we got on our hands.
1: <laughs> uh, or Hollywood Strikes, or any other thing that's going to delay shit uh, uh, more. But yeah, it's... The next one is titled Halloween Ends, which Halloween Kills should have been Halloween Ends.
0: <laughs> I will say that, uh, you know, in addition to John Carpenter's score... um Shout out to the band Ghost with their song "Hunter's Moon" that plays uh, at the end credit. Finally, getting some uh, a little bit of metal uh,
1: back to our uh, horror. <laughs> metal and horror just goes together so well. That was a weird thing, to, you know. We uh, we uh, finally had a chance to go to a haunted house last night. We uh, went to Paranoia in Canton, and even though there's a long line, we're probably in line for. Two hours total with like both haunts. They got freaking DJs in the parking lots of these haunted houses now. But it was weird. It was like one section was all this like poppy dance music, and then the other section was just metal. So it's like, oh, we're finally into the good section of the haunt. It's like we got We got like a good soundtrack over on this side of the building.
0: Yeah, but when you're in between the areas, it's kind of weird because it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh this boy, is this like, is like one of those bad mashups.
1: <laughs> two two genres trying to uh, uh, blend together. Oh. Is that Michael? (laughs) I got to say what I do. I have a, uh, like a rechargeable uh, LED flashlight that I carry. And the night we got, I got home from, because I went, you watched it on the streaming. I actually went to a theater to see this. I probably should have paid the $5 to see it on streaming. (laughs) But get back like, you know, 11 o'clock at night and I got to bring the dogs in. So, by the when I walk across my yard to where the Fenced in dog kennel is my flashlight battery died. <laughs> I'm like, ah, this isn't creepy at all,
0: <laughs> dude. It's 50 feet from your porch to the dog kennel,
1: but this is where like the flashlight. Uh,
0: but then again, I mean, how many deaths occur? As, like, <laughs> oh, I just stepped out back to go to the clothesline.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a monster in our bathroom. <laughs> there's like so many like random comedians in this movie, too. Well, I guess Danny McBride is doing the right. Like the old couple, the neighbors that get killed. Uh, you know, the the old man was a is a I can't remember his name offhand. Is a comedian. Little John was uh, McDon. I can't remember his first name, but uh, McDonald from uh, Mad TV. Like, there's all, there's so many like just random like little like like comedian cameos. I mean, movie? it was
0: it was almost like this should have been cast for a a
1: scary movie spoof of Halloween. Hell, it almost was. I mean, there was so many, like, just comedic parts in this. that it's like, this is not as dark as... I mean, my, Michael's much scarier when he's, like, an ambush predator. You know, him just, like, popping up and killing, like, five, ten people at a clip is just, like... It's just not as, like, spooky as, like, the the jump scare kills of, of any of the other versions of... Uh... Or was this... Better or worse than the Buster Rhymes Halloween movie. <laughs> Which one was that, H2O? No, it was like the one after that, where they were filming a reality show and like, and paranormal investigators had to spend the night in Michael Myers' old house, and he happens to show up and starts killing everybody. And Buster Rhyme was like the host <laughs> who was filming this shit. I... Uh, yeah.
0: I think that uh, I I would say that that's probably better than this. <laughs> I mean, at least that kind of stayed
1: like had a consistent story, well, even though it was like, part ridiculous. of
0: the part of the issue is you have such amazing return of the cast and everything else. Like there was such a strong foundation that. Nothing was done with it.
1: And, you know, the, it and lost... the last movie was so good that where this one falls short makes it probably even worse because you were expecting a great movie. It's not like you know Halloween eight or nine where it's like, all right, it's we yeah we, we've seen this. We're, we... we're used to being cheesy, so this is just kind of more of the same. Where the 2018 movie. Was such good, and I think you, I'm pretty sure we did an episode on that. And you, we gave that one like no high, uh, r- r- you know, su- ratings. But
0: was it so good, or did this just make it seem like so much better?
1: I don't know. I like the 2018. I mean, movie. I gotta
0: say, I I, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I. Hindsight, I probably should have went back and rewatched it so it was, you know, a little bit more fresh on the brain. But I was like, it's fucking Halloween, like you know, it doesn't take rocket science to figure <laughs> out the.
1: Especially this one, starting the second the last movie ended.
0: <laughs> but you know, at the same time, it was. I don't, I don't know. You know, the these make Rob Zombie's films.
1: Look fucking phenomenal, like <laughs> yeah. And I like the first the Rob Zombie Halloween's. The second one got a little wonky, but the first one was pretty good. Even though they did like a I lot mean, more, uh, they tried to like explain why Mike is the way he is, and it went a whole lot more into like his backstory. Yeah, and made him like an abused child and shit. Where I think this vert where he's like, oh, he's just evil. Like we don't have an explanation or a reason for it. He was just born fucked up. Uh, Is kind of how they've always gone with the original Halloween uh, franchise, or you know John Carpenter's vision of it, which I think makes him even scarier that there isn't like a reason. You know, he's just fucked up. <laughs> We're trying to give him a little backstory and say, oh no, he was an abused child, and that was. Well, I think it's it...
0: human nature to you know try to try to find the good in shit, right? And try to you know like as humans we need an explanation and you know what if the explanation is hey there's just bad people that exist in the world and you know nothing you know to justify nothing's going to change it it's
1: you know or even like you said it turns out some kind of paranormal like oh like his mom was reading the Necronomicon or some shit you know (laughs) that's why he's like you know could take so much damage and, and just shake it off you know, giving it some kind of like paranormal explanation at the end of all this is yeah, m- maybe a. a, a I, I don't point.
0: know. See, I think at that point it's just going to feel like a cop out. And then. <laughs> yeah. And it's never going to end if
1: that's the case. Predictions for the uh, next movie. Uh, is this one going to take place immediately after this one? Are we going to get a time jump? Well, I think. Are we going to finally see his face?
0: <laughs> I mean, I. I I thought I saw an article where you know the f- it's gonna take place like three or four years later, like it's already been determined um that oh, yeah, that you know, isn't going to you know be okay now we're gonna pick up right at where we left off. It's like no, we're gonna skip a few years ahead, and
1: well apparently the the sequel is like. Pretty much already filmed, I think uh it said uh whatever movie uh and this is uh from Wikipedia, so I don't have a better source to cite that, but if Facebook can cite it as uh <laughs> fact checking uh articles, I guess it's good you know according to Wikipedia, which may or may not be accurate it said on July nineteenth of twenty nineteen a spokesperson for Bloomhouse Productions confirmed that Halloween kills and its sequel. Halloween ends, will commence production and filming. So they they filmed both of these at the same time uh, and started filming in September of 2019. Uh, So, you know,
0: I'm not. There's a. I mean, I'm seeing. Yeah, here it is. Sequel. It says. uh, Cinema Blend, CBR, you know, Comic
1: Book Resources, several other, you know, outlets now. It says while it originally developed to be set on the same night as Halloween and Halloween Kills, this film will take place at least four years later, and will be a a, a coming of age story and a more intimate movie. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know how if this is going to be better or worse than <laughs> than this one.
0: I mean, I think at this point the bar was set really high now the bar is set really low i god damn it hollywood uh i you can't make it any worse
1: <laughs> all right well is this worth despite all the bad we've sentiment like i said there were some good kills even though the movie read like a skit instead of like a a you know, continuous, a continuous uh, story. Some of the skits were good. Is this worth seeing? I
0: mean, if you're a fan of the franchise, whatever you know, it's an hour and forty-five
1: minutes. I and right now you can see it for like five bucks on uh, whatever the Peacock, Peacock app yeah. for the next month or so. Yeah, I think it's on there for sixty days, so it's already been out a month. So yeah, you got. Yeah, so I'm I may not uh recommend going to a theater and seeing it but I think it's worth seeing if nothing else like if when the next movie comes out, you know, you'll be caught up on what the fuck's going on if you decide to see the third movie which I probably will. Like I said, it, to me, it's worth seeing. I don't know if it's worth seeing open in a weekend in a theater. I would not
0: go out of my way, but if you, you know, already have Peacock, or you just, you know, hey, whatever, fine. Watch it for, you know, whatever. I mean, these are my thoughts, my opinions. You know, somebody that But if from has... the trailer
1: you're expecting Jamie Lee Curtis to rise up and kick ass, that's not going to happen. And that was probably the biggest disappointment of this movie is that... Nothing from the trailer came to be. <laughs> yeah, so um
0: going through what's going to happen with the next one, um Yeah, the director quoted to Collider, There's a jump, uh Halloween ends, we'll get back onto a contemporary timeline so
1: it'll jump four years. Michael went into hiding. He was uh, quarantined during COVID, so we didn't see him for a couple years. Uh, then he came back to kill people once uh, everyone started getting vaccinated and getting uh, out and about again. <laughs> uh, Michael was doing his part and quarantining for the next, last four years. And now that people... Dude, he was perfectly safe. He had a mask on the entire time till some bitch took it off. Well, let's see. He didn't want to be the only one in a mask. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to be in a mask like everyone else. He's like, I'm a unique snowflake. All right. Now that everyone's taking their masks off again, I can put mine back on and go back to killing. That's, (laughs) that's what's going to happen in the next movie. So what do you think of, uh, well, we're not even, I I may have hit the halfway point on this. Like I still got a good, uh, five inches of cigar or four or five inches of cigar on this like eight inch bastard. So we are far from (laughs) complete on this smoke, but what are you thinking on this uh, on the halfway point here? Like the strength is 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 stay good and it's not a Maduro, it's the Habano, so there's no sweetness, but like I said, this a little, little I mean, peppery, um
0: There's enough complexity and flavor. Um it's a very consistent smoke. You know, it's not like oh wow, there was a, you know, immediate, you know, flavor profile change from the first third to the halfway point or anything. I mean and and that's one of the things that Cao does really really well is they create very consistent yeah. you know cigars, especially everything that has been in this uh, flathead lineup. I mean I don't think I've smoked anything out of the flathead series that I haven't enjoyed yet.
1: And the constru- like, I've not really had any kind of relights uh, that I've had to do. It's it's staying a consistent burn. I mean the construction on this is. Is excellent. I mean, some of these big cigars, you know, that last a couple hours. By the end of it, it's all freaking falling apart uh, as it you know warms up. But yeah, this thing's still, you know, an hour in is you know still like going strong. Looks like I just lit up a a regular cigar. (laughs) Yeah, we we've reached the point of like we've started a normal cigar. Yeah, we've I got, have we've now got two t- more segments to record. We're probably still not going to be done with this in another I, 30 I, I, minutes.
0: I've taken the 680, and I have now smoked it to a 660. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so do you have a a, a favorite kill, a highlight uh, <laughs> from this uh, train wreck we've had here? Um. I mean, I, I think part
0: of it was that opening with the firefighters and, you know, the uh, the saw. I mean, it was nice to see, you know, Michael and, you know, be very innovative, uh, you know, and be like, oh, well, I'm going to turn your weapon against you. Um, when he kills, uh, oh, the chick's boyfriend...
1: uh I think it's the granddaughter's boyfriend. Oh, uh, where he, like, stabs him on the broken uh, stair railing? Yeah, and, and just, you, like...
0: you just see him, you know, just start basically ragdolling
1: him between the floor and the stair railing, um, you know. Uh, and, and, like, his head is, like, almost, like, impaled on, like, broken wood. And then the daughter's downstairs trying to lure him down to, like, and she's like, come on, you want me? Come fucking kill me. And he starts, like, walking down the stairs and looks over, and dude's still, like, breathing and he just reached up and snaps his fucking neck and it's like oh. see Michael knows how to confirm
0: his kill. <laughs> yeah. You know that's where the lynch mob uh you y- you know needed to take some notes. It's like if if you're going to do this, you need to be prepared to, you know, go all out. Like at this point you've declared
1: war. You you know. <laughs> oh, and uh when he kills the neighbors and he starts testing all the knives to figure out which one he wants to take with him. That just made me laugh. I thought that was hilarious. And then uh, later on when home girl is trying to shoot him with the desert Eagle and is like just missing horribly. And he's just kind of looking like, are you really shooting at me? Because uh, you're hitting yeah, everything she, except me. She totally and then, forgot
0: to throw the bullets
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> kicks the door and she shoots herself. And he's just kind of like, uh, I'm disappointed. I didn't get to kill you. This was very unsatisfying. <laughs> like, that one was, I was like, alright, that's pretty That's pretty fucking funny, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't think of, like, a good kill that I'm like, that was awesome. Like, I just think of, like, the comedic kills that I'm like, alright, that made me fucking la- laugh inappropriately in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I...
0: I have to hope that's what they were going for.
1: You know, um, and... and... And that, I, that, that I, I final, that final other... surprise when they surround him, and it's like, yeah, we think everyone deserves a good kill on Halloween, Ha and then try to beat the shit out of him. But Michael just puts his mask on, has that, like, all right, let's go moment. I mean, that was cool, but doesn't fit Halloween. <laughs> I just...
0: Well, I, I'll say that this film, too, was vastly different because all of the other Halloweens are so dark. Yeah. This one... Was in a lot more lighted environments than we previously have seen.
1: I think we've seen way more of Michael than we've we have had in uh, uh, any other movie. Uh, well, like I said, give it a shot, see what you think. Make your own opinions, because we're just a couple dumbasses smoking cigars in a shack. We may be wrong. You may find this hilarious and think it's an awesome movie. If you do, let us know. And if you have one of these six sixties, let, let us know how that went. You know, like I said, but you mean six eighties? Ch- yeah. It's called the sixty, but yeah, fucking eight sixties. Uh, let us know what you thought of this. But I'm telling you, set aside time. This is a cigar for I ain't got shit to do today. I'm gonna chill and watch a football game. This or something might be
0: my new Super Bowl cigar.
1: Yeah, because this is a probably a two hour. If you're like hot boxing it, you can probably get it in, in two hours. If you're just regular smoking, letting it rest, having a conversation, this is going to be a two and a half hour smoke for you. So. Set aside the time to enjoy your day. This is a good, this is a good smoking rib cigar, because <laughs> this is going to last a couple hours while I'm, you know, waiting on the grill. Now <laughs> well, maybe, you know, two of these uh, to get through, like, a, you know, <laughs> a pork butt. Because, <laughs> yeah, this, is, I hear, is, like, a, a damn long smoke. And with that, we'll Don't be... Don't worry, honey, I'm just going to go and have a cigar. You <laughs> were gone half the day. <laughs> yeah, I only had one cigar. <laughs> And with that we'll be here right back it's been- Welcome back. It's time for some science.
0: (laughs) This can't be as bad as that movie.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, let's start off with a little little weaponry talk. Um, Now you can get a wood steak knife that is three times as sharp as a steel one. And also good for stabbing vampires. So you can... Slice open a nice medium uh, rare steak and kill Dracula at the same
0: time. So I can stake my steak and
1: vampires. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, basically they've come up with uh, what they're calling hardened wood. Uh, they're trying to find, uh, I guess, more renewable uh, materials uh, to make regular items out of and you know, published in the journal Matter, uh, they've come up with a way to make wood uh, really hard. <laughs> and it can be washed and reused and sharpened just like regular knives, you know. You know making a knife was kind of their, I guess, their test uh, to see if this stuff was... Uh, but
0: how does it hold up against termites? <laughs> uh
1: yeah, this, uh, they've found a way to make wood 23 times harder than it is in nature. So basically, uh, cell, uh, cellulose, uh, like the fibrous material in plants is pretty strong on its own, but there is other, other materials in wood that makes it uh, a little more that weakens it. So, um, Cellulose being the main component of wood has a higher ratio of strength to dis- density than most engineered materials like ceramics and metals and polymers. But uh you know so they're kind of trying to come up with way to make you wood more useful. Um so uh wood is basically 40 to 50% cellulose, but the remaining com- components hemicellulose and lignin are weaker. So uh, it's a two-step process. First the the uh they partially delignify the wood uh and also soak it in a chemical that removes all the hema cellulose, leaving just the cellulose material and it's kind of spongy at that point and you can pretty much can be compressed and all the whatever moisture removed and you can compress it into basically any shape they want and you know in this harder material. Once all the chemicals are removed from the wood, just leaving the cellulose. They've also, they, uh, like I said, they, they made it kind of their first test uh, was making this knife that, you know, was much sharper than a steel knife. uh, And like I said, it can even be washed and, and sharpened like a standard knife and should last like a really long time. The other test, they actually made nails out of the same wood material and drove them into like hammered three boards together with these wooden nails and tested them afterward and there was no loss in sharpness or you know of the the wooden nails even after being repeatedly hammered into wood boards, <laughs> so it 's a potentially you know i guess a renewable resource uh, if we can make uh, things formerly made out of metal made out of wood. Save the trees, man. <laughs> Smoke the trees, man. Well, uh, on from that to biker gangs in space. A new a German motorcycle company, Hookie, has developed the first two wheeled lunar vehicle concept. Uh, you know, as we're kind of uh, I'm so disappointed. This looks nothing like Tron. <laughs> So, yes, they're, uh, this uh, new vehicle uh, they're calling the Tardigrade, uh, which will be a two-wheeled, basically electric motorbo- motorcycle used in space. It'll be much smaller than, like, the traditional lunar buggies we've seen in the past where they could pretty much ship three of these in the same amount of cargo space they could ship one of the previous you know lunar buggies holy shit dude nine miles an hour oh yeah this thing's gonna haul ass (laughs) and it's also uh, designed on an ultra thin 10 millimeter aluminum frame would be and then be wrapped with a sturdier tubular exoskeleton uh Made out of uh Kevlar and aluminum to you know increase its durability. But it will weigh around three hundred pounds, uh bring it in, in at two thirds the weight of the current uh lunar buggies. So how long do you think it takes before we get biker gangs in space? Dude, we've already got biker mice from Mars. <laughs> Whatever
0: happened to that cartoon?
1: Man. Yeah. <laughs> right now it remains a concept but is quickly becoming a reality uh they are well underway into building the first kind of uh production or well i guess uh not production are we but, sure uh,
0: of like color codes in space and stuff like are we going to piss off you know alien biker gangs
1: m- m- be like a- oh
0: shit you're bringing you know your terrestrial uh patch to the extraterrestrial oh hell no like <laughs> and that's that's you know what's going to
1: start the alien invasion yeah, they're they're kind of uh, I guess like a first prototype uh will be presented uh at this month at the ADV Overland Exhibition at the Peterson Museum in California as NASA pushes for a human presence back on the moon. Can we call
0: it Space Angels? I think the Hell's Angels will have a problem with that.
1: The Meteor Men. <laughs> <laughs> uh Space bikers, now, do you put the gang patch directly on your spacesuit, or do you wear a cut over your spacesuit? What's the proper way to be a uh, no, dude? Space biker cuts
0: always got to be on display. If you're if you're you know fully patched and you know, I mean, it might be a little bit di- difficult for NASA to get you know an official MC you know club designation, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I would say that the cut has to go over the spacesuit because. You know, I mean, once you you basically, you know, live in your cut, so yeah, you you may not necessarily be living in your spacesuit.
1: What's gonna be funny is because you're gonna have to make them bigger to fit over the spacesuit, so when they're in like normal clothes, it's gonna be like freaking huge, (laughs) it's gonna be like a bathrobe (laughs) because those spacesuits are not small. Well, I got two stories for you. This is, you know, uh, we keep saying. If you don't want Terminators, quit building fucking Terminators. First, we have a robotic arm with synthetic muscles that can, like, lift weights and get swole. Polish robotics, uh, a Polish robotic engineer has developed a synthetic muscle arm and hand attempting to mimic the complexity of the human body, uh, uh, built by... Automation Robotics. Uh, The limb is powered by electricity and uses hydraulics, uh, like hydraulic muscles to lift uh, weights. I mean, right now it's only curling about like a 15-pound weight, but it also only has half the muscles a normal human arm has at this point, which the next version of the prototype, they hope to have, you know, all the traditional arm muscles. So right now this thing can basically... Open and close individual fingers and do curls, but the kind of the left and right side to side movement of a normal arm there like so that's gonna be in the next prototype, so right now it can do curls and you know probably shake your hand, but yeah it's uh you know the the stabilizing muscles aren't there yet, but yeah, this company is hoping to build the most uh realistic uh humanoid robot uh ever developed, and they're you know kind of on their way uh so far they've built a torso and an arm uh, attached to a kind of a skeleton uh, but uh, as this continues on they're just, they're hoping to get more and more realistic with their robot muscles. Uh basically it's like they have a warm fluid oh, it's even like warm blooded too because they have a warm fluid running through synthetic veins that basically you know works like a hydraulic pressure on like a hydraulic lift or something like that where You know, pump fluids in to, I guess, expand the muscles and suck it out to contract the muscles, depending on what movements they are trying to do. You're going to end up getting one of those like robot arms, like uh, Will Smith had in iRobot. Yeah,
0: that's kind of what I'm envisioning.
1: Yeah, they're planning to build a full humanoid robot, but yeah, Yeah, that's how we get Mike Myers. This could be definitely a if they perfect the parts, could definitely be like the next generation of prosthetics.
0: Oh, I could absolutely see that.
1: Especially, like I said, as, as kind of realistic as the movement of this uh, first robotic arm is getting. From something helpful to... Legit, they've built a fucking Terminator. Uh a company called Ghost Robotics, uh, and we're all familiar with the Boston Dynamic Robot Dogs. Well, this is kind of... A, the same concept looks very similar, but a uh, at the recently in Washington D.C. at the annual meeting of the Association of the United States Army, uh, this robot developed by Ghost Robotics comes with a sword defense system's special purpose unmanned rifle mounted on top of the robot canine platform. That is a six point five Creedmoor sniper rifle, automated sniper rifle attached to a robot dog. If the spots weren't scary enough, now they can snap snipe your ass from 1,200 meters away. Hmm. Dubbed hmm. the Warfighter's best friend. <laughs> Go get him, um, boy. Yes, the dog component is Ghost Robotics Vision 60 Quadruped. These
0: aren't the ones that we've been kicking over and pissing off, is it?
1: No, these <laughs> these aren't the Boston Dynamics one. This one looks like a little bit more, I guess, in... Industrious. It looks like it looks a little kind of harder. So looks harder more like built. A tank. Yeah, with this. If anyone remembers Canine from Doctor Who, that that's what the gun kind of looks like. It's like this this weird head shaped uh, contraption with like a I guess a camera or scope in there. But yeah, there. Uh, well, let's just hope ammo for them is as difficult to come by as it is for <laughs> us. Yeah, it will use six five more, but allows uh, to also use seven point six two by fifty one NATO, aka your three oh eight, uh, depending on ammunition availability, and can be loaded, uh, unloaded, and uh, clear malfunctions remotely. And they're saying it is the future of unmanned weapon systems. But you know, anyone who you know, they try to you know calm people down saying that uh you know this is not going to be a terminator there's no ai involved nothing is is autonomous this will all be controlled remote controlly by a human but the, o- a but human the operator. problem
0: is that remote control relies on a network right and what do people
1: like to do with said <laughs> networks yeah i suppose these things will have to be operated by a human driver and supposedly, uh, uh, that Homeland Security. That doesn't mean that it's
0: not a batshit human driver. <laughs> uh,
1: and supposedly, uh, according to popular science, that, uh, this has already been adopted by Homeland Security and Special Operations, uh, sniper groups. Of course it has. So, yeah, yeah, either, oh, no, a human has to control this weapon. There's no autonomy or AI, they assure until we decide to add one in version 2.0. <laughs> that or, you know, we do such a great
0: job of making sure that all of our military equipment is removed from places of
1: operations. Yeah.
0: This could never land in the wrong
1: hands, right? See, this, this is how fucking scary, like, Skynet and Terminator There's literally a Pentagon policy that states that all robotic weapons should be under the control of a human operator. (laughs) Like, this is such a worry that we had to pass, like, you know, fucking government legislation, like, no, you're not going to give AIs to our automated (laughs) weaponry.
0: But how well does that work for murder and other laws? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just because it's a law doesn't mean that, otherwise, there
1: wouldn't be lawbreakers. So for now, if the robot dogs are kicking in your door, it's being remotely controlled by somebody, but uh, in well, the future they may kick your door in on their own. <laughs> I
0: mean, at at the same time, though, I mean, much like my puppies at home right now, uh, a a spray bottle of water really gets their attention. There's got to be some electronics.
1: I mean, can you just spritz it with a spray bottle and? <laughs> if you if you can get close enough, but yeah, these things are. Uh, it's not like it's a like a. An AR. To, it's like a sniper platform they've added to this thing. It's, so it's meant to engage you from distance. So yeah, just keep a lookout That's for robot it. dogs I'm on I'm your I'm getting perimeter. the uh, Super Soaker 12 billion. <laughs> uh, or isn't, that, isn't that how Johnny 5 came alive? He got struck by lightning in the field and developed a personality. What happens when one of these dogs gets struck by lightning? <laughs> we get a uh, Frankenwolf frankenwolf uh but that's all i got for you this week uh we'll be right back with some news check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse
0: i would say that e3 maybe isn't the event that it once was but everybody still plans their event around the e3 schedule steven spielberg could throw out a gum commercial and we'd all watch it because it's steven spielberg dragon Age 4 is carrying i think the future of bioware on its shoulders that's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd
1: News.
0: And welcome to Nerd News.
1: Yeah, news.
0: And in this segment of news, uh, we're going to talk about our most recent round of trailer dumps.
1: Trailer dumps.
0: Yeah. The first one we're going to talk about is a little film uh, starring Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. And I got to say, I I don't know anything about this character.
1: Like, I not that deep on it. I think he's like a a villain in the Shazam universe. I mean, because he's got looks like a similar costume to Shazam, except it's Black and it looks like he's a bad guy in this trailer it looks like he like lets a couple motherfuckers and suck some uh <laughs> drain some life out of some people but looks pretty badass but little they show of it yet cuz i mean it's still kind of yeah i mean this is just a you know kind of a a teaser yeah um, last week dc had their kind of kind of like the disney's d23 where they show all the new upcoming shit uh it's like dc fandom so we got a bunch of new trailers and shit out of the dc universe uh but I mean, we get Pierce Brosnan, from gold time. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan is playing Doctor Fate. If you're familiar with the Justice Society of America, uh, gets a cool gold helmet and can see the future. I think. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I. You know. It, like I love stuff like this because I don't know the backstories or anything else so <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like I get it's, to it's, go
0: into it without any preconceived yeah, notions. It's not a
1: Superman or a Batman. It's like, all right, we're we're dealing with like the DC Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, all right, it's the the C-tier list heroes that I'm not 100% familiar with, so there's less of me going, "Man, this doesn't this is nothing like the source material." And it's like, "All right, cool. This is just some cool superhero shit that I know nothing about." And I'm, I am you know, I'm kind of curious, you know? I mean, Rock's been in a lot of action
0: films, but he does his little snippet saying that, you know, this has... Some of the biggest the action biggest sequences. The biggest action and, and stuff like that, so I... That's a high mark, because yeah, he's been that's... in a
1: lot of fucking action, badass action sequences, so we'll see. And as much as, like, the DC movies have all been a little too dark, it seems like they're lightening up a little bit. I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of that last Wonder Woman movie, but I, I never saw Shazam when it came out, and I finally watched it since it was on HBO Max, I'm like, I actually liked that movie. It was it was pretty entertaining and fun, which is unusual for a DC movie.
0: <laughs> well, I think they've been trying to take a little bit out of the Marvel, you know, success story and, you know, work that into their repertoire and I maybe they're finally getting it on the right direction. <laughs> I mean, then again, you get a name like The Rock and <laughs> I mean, I I know many female friends who don't give a shit about a superhero film, but, you know, absolutely want to see, you know... Kind of like Aquaman. Yep. Yeah. it's like,
1: uh, Jason Momoa's in this? We'll see it. We don't know nothing about the DC movies, but, you know, fucking Jason Momoa shirtless for an hour, we'll, we'll watch that, will you? <laughs>
0: so, I mean, there's that draw as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I guess since uh, we're talking about... Um, the rock and everything of that nature. How about a little uh trailer we got for Red Notice? Yeah, I believe that's that's
1: a Netflix one, right? Yep. Uh, it's it'll coming, be out, fairly coming soon. out uh November twelfth. Um It's like a heist slash buddy cop film with yeah, I mean, it's like, a lot of attractive people. <laughs> hey, I
0: I need to capture the lesser villain to capture the real villain.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like The Rock is an FBI agent capturing the second best, second most wanted art thief who is played by Ryan Reynolds to go after the number one art thief, which is Gal Gadot, who looks smoking hot in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. um, I,
0: Just the dynamic between the two. I mean, dude, you got two fucking what enormous little, personalities.
1: Like, What little they were together in uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Like, the, the little sequences with him, because he had, like, a small role in... Yeah, we still in, haven't seen that in its entirety. Uh, but, yeah, at one point, like, uh, Ryan Reynolds shows up as, like, a CIA agent that recruits The Rock to go on this mission with Jason Statham, and their back and forth is just fucking hilarious. So, seeing that in a full-length movie is gonna be great. They have great, like, on-screen chemistry. It's, it's like, their back and forth in Hobbs and Shaw was hysterical. I just
0: want to see Ryan Reynolds, you know, don the Deadpool uh, <laughs> suit
1: or something
0: as a uh, what? I'm in costume. <laughs> this is my disguise, man. Um, golly, so much DC stuff. Uh, the Batman trailer too.
1: You know, um, and I got to say, I've been shit talking this movie yeah, since it was announced because I'm like sparkly I... Batman. No way. And then I saw the trailer. I'm like. Fucking Pattinson actually looks badass. <laughs> I mean, the fight sequence that they show in the trailer looked pretty cool. I'm like, and the new Batmobile looks like a '60s fucking muscle car. I'm it like, d- no longer looks like a tank. Yeah, I'm like, all right, this has got potential. I'm like, I w- I, w- I doubted it until I saw this trailer. And then I'm like, all right, this might be legit.
0: Well, I remember at one point too, we were you know shitting on Tom Holland, you know, just because at that point never heard never it. heard of him, you know, and I mean, the only thing I know. This guy from uh, is really Twilight. I mean, I don't.
1: Yeah, and that's the only thing. I mean, he's done a bunch of movies, and everyone says they're all like he's a great actor. But I've just never seen any of the other films he's been in. But this looks legit. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, dude, just I mean, as a person, I like I like him. He's like always funny when he's like on like interviews and shit. And he even he, he even talks shit about Twilight. He's like, yeah, I'm embarrassed to being in that shit. So he, he's he's like you know. <laughs> from all accounts, a good dude and a funny guy when you see him, like, you know, in interviews and shit, so. Like, I'm I'm gonna give him a chance. This Batman trailer looks badass.
0: Yeah, well, I also like the fact, too, that, dude, this is 90s-era Batman. Like, this is Batman's heyday. Like... Yeah, he's like a... This was a few years after there was good, you know, (laughs) live-action Batman.
1: Yeah, he, he looks... It looks more like it's based on, like, Batman year one. It's, like, a very early on Batman where it's, like, I mean, they show a sequence of the what looks to be his Batcave, and it looks like it's in an abandoned like uh, subway station. It's so it's like maybe the the really cool Batcave you know, under Wayne Manor is still under construction. So it's like it's you know you know new and you know not like you know experienced Batman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I think this is kind
0: of cool too because it's not connected, you know, to the dcu so you know in that regard like i think it could actually be pretty sweet so yeah definitely looking forward to checking this out but we're gonna have to wait a bit because uh march 4th 2012 is uh our release date 2022 yeah 2022 <laughs> holy crap i went back a decade <laughs>
1: damn it barry you're fucking yeah. up the timeline again oh speaking I, of which <laughs> i
0: guess uh you know um interesting segue there um let's talk about the flash
1: trailer that we got and from the trailer it looks like they're adapting the uh flashpoint storyline in, in some way where he's traveling Travels back in time to try to prevent his mother's death and fucks up the future or ends up on, like, alternate Earths and has to deal with that. So, yeah, from the trailer we get Barry plus alternate universe Barry and a familiar face. Or at okay. least a familiar voice. They never show the face, but uh, goddamn Michael Keaton's back in the, back in the bat suit. Yeah, I I gotta say I I'm excited really hope to, they do Batman you know, Beyond because like if if they get him back playing an older Batman in this Flash thing, give us fucking him as old man Bruce Wayne in uh, Batman Beyond. That's like the movie I've I've been wanting. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I I don't know. I gotta say there's a lot of hype for me on this one. Once I learned that you know, at least you know we're getting. Uh, Keaton returning as Batman. I don't know what capacity, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, it shows, like, Barry going into, like, what looks like a closed-down Batcave and turning on a, you know, cobweb-covered light. You know, Ben Affleck is also, you know, so, I mean, you know, I guess
0: we're going to be jumping between Yeah, because obviously, like I said,
1: at this point, he's on a different Earth or whatever, you know, alternate universe, because there's more than one Barry in this uh, trailer. And at the end of the trailer, you see alternate universe Barry, like, Looking at what appears to be the 1989 Batmobile under a tarp, and he's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, yes! <laughs> absolutely." Which is probably one of my favorite cinematic Batmobiles. That 90s Batmobile just looked badass. Well, dude, that was so iconic. I mean, I can remember,
0: you know, when they did that, and you know, Six Flags put the you know replica Batmobile and opened the and everything. Like, you when
1: know, they had that Batman stunt show for a while. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, and then it turned I think they did from Batman to Indiana Jones to something else. <laughs> yeah. But uh we don't have to wait quite so long um on this one. I don't Oh well,
1: yeah, we do. Well oh, did you notice the alternate Barry's Flash suit? It's a modified Bat suit. It's like a Bat suit that he's painted up to look like the Flash. I mean, even the trailer shows him like painting the boots yellow and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so November fourth, twenty twenty two, is
0: where we're at right now on a release date.
1: That's it's
0: some... gonna be a gonna be a big year next year. Yeah, well, I'm you know hopefully all, some of this COVID shit resides and you know we can get back to that.
1: uh yeah, it's starting normal to look like the that... box office is starting to recover. We're starting to get some big movies in theaters. I think back, I've not seen the new James Bond yet, but I hear it's doing well and you know looks like. Th- The theaters are starting to make money again. Yes.
0: Um, Another one that came across... uh, We got a trailer for a Michael Bay film called Ambulance. And it looks like it's going to basically be another, you know, bank heist, uh, big explosion. (laughs) You know, lots of uh, Michael Bay action. Did not see Megan Fox, you know... (laughs) So I don't know where he's gonna sneak her in at, but you know, but uh,
1: yeah, we get Jake Gyllenhaal, uh formerly of mysterio uh yeah, well, I mean, you
0: get you know um will sharp, uh, you know, I mean, holy fuck, I mean, he's way better than will Dole. yeah, well i mean uh, <laughs> dude i'm i'm sorry i i just i hear will sharp and I automatically think a candyman, so <laughs> um.
1: But yeah, I mean Well that's the other thing that Ice Nine has a Candyman uh, song on the new album.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know us, you know, on a personal level, we've uh, you know, definitely, you know, been fanboying over a uh band uh Ice Nine Kills, and uh they have been working on an album called the Silver Scream Two where Welcome
1: to Horrorwood Yep, um, basically all of these songs are Their previous I, album was like All the songs were based on horror movies And part two is a continuation Out with a whole new batch of horror movies yes. They've written songs for
0: And I guess, um, you know, they were like Hey guys, um, we're still doing all the music videos For some of the songs But um, they decided that they were just going to go ahead And release, you know,
1: all of the songs on YouTube Yeah, the last four um, So you months, can at least
0: hear the audio
1: Yeah, the last four months, they've been releasing one video a month. And then when the album dropped on October 15th, they just went ahead and released all the remaining tracks as audio only on YouTube. I mean, there is a Evil Dead song, Candyman song, uh, Psycho, uh, freaking, uh, uh, what the hell is Uh, that? Hostel, Hellraiser. Fuck, there's even a... uh, um, Cabin Fever song on there. <laughs> and there's one that's called Welcome to Horrorwood. This is kind of like general horror. It's not movie specific, but there's some there's some good tracks in the on this new album. The fucking Evil Dead song is is probably my favorite out of out of the bunch. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it's called Ex Mortis. <laughs> just
0: one of those bands that, you know, I mean, check them out. Definitely definitely popular. And and you know, there's a YouTube channel I watch a lot uh called kill count and basically summarizes all of the kills and horror movies. And that guy gets featured and, you know, some of, yeah, he's, stuff uh, and-
1: he's been, had him and his, uh, his podcasting partner, uh, wife, girlfriend is like in so far been in all the music videos they've released off this new album. <laughs> so along with, uh, house of a thousand corpses, uh, uh, guy <laughs> who's like been in all the videos now. So yeah, th- I mean, it's a pretty sweet album. Check yep, out. absolutely. Um,
0: so, back to uh, the Ambulance film. Um, you can check that out in theaters on February 18th. The last trailer I have is for... Uh, we're going to do the whole video game series now turned into a movie series and hope
1: it doesn't suck. I mean, that last... Tomb Raider movie that came out like Laura Croft or whatever it's called. That was actually pretty good. I, I liked that. And I ha- hadn't played the new, uh, Tomb Raider games, which this is based on the uncharted, uh, Nathan Drake series, which again, I've never played those games, but it's kind of like Tomb Raider, but with a dude and Tom Holland, AKA Spider-Man is playing the lead character of Nathan Drake, along with, uh, Mark Wahlberg, who I guess plays his kind of mentor in, in the movies. But Forget it. Tom Holland almost doesn't look old enough to play play. Yeah, it's kinda... He's twenty five, but he's 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 perpetually seventeen. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um but the action sequences in this trailer look pretty badass. It's like almost like an Indiana Jones meets James Bond type uh story. Definitely set, you know, more in the modern times, like. Which as you know, that's like the reason uh Spielberg said is like I always wanted to make a James Bond movie, and they wouldn't let me, so I made Indiana Jones. He's my James Bond. <laughs> and and that works.
0: Yeah. Um, Uncharted will release uh, exclusively in theaters
1: also on February 18th. Damn, February's going to be busy. Yes.
0: Um, any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home?
1: Uh, there is a, um, not a trailer for the new Cowboy Bebop yet, but they got a kind of a little short film they put up on YouTube. uh which I think that's coming out November 15th or 9th. It comes out next month, but it's called uh, Cowboy Bebop Lost Sessions. And if the show's anything like this little short film they did, it looks fucking awesome. I can't wait for that show to come out. I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop fan. Uh, With that, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESOnetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod, Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds. And with that, I'm going to leave you with my favorite Michael Myers quote. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.